Retail health clinics looking to expand their services are going beyond routine maladies to physicals, injections of specialized drugs, and even treating chronic conditions. So what should doctors and their patients expect? You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Jackson of the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Chip Phillips. Mr. Phillips is president of Miniclinic, a subsidiary of CVS Caremark, and the largest retail clinic operator in the United States, with more than 450 clinics in nearly 20 states. In his role, Mr. Phillips oversees all of Miniclinic's strategy operations. Phillips is currently president of the Convenient Care Association, a trade group for the burgeoning retail clinic industry. He joins us today from his offices in Minneapolis. Chip Phillips, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Thank you, Bruce. I'm pleased to be here. Well, so tell us, you've been doing this a long time. If you could, give us a little background on, you know, the retail clinic industry, how it started, and uh, where we're headed here with these specialized services. The retail clinic industry really has been around for quite some time. Minute Clinic was really the first company of any size in the industry, and it was founded and started in Minneapolis about nine years ago was acquired by CVS about two years ago, a little more than two years ago now. And the business really started as a result of somebody experiencing you know, a situation where they had kids who were ill on the weekend, couldn't get in to see a primary care physician, difficulty in seeking treatment for them for, you know, I think it might have been something like an earache. And they had an idea that this might be the kind of thing that would be beneficial for folks evenings, weekends, times of the days when they needed these kinds of services that traditional healthcare providers weren't available. And the business concept was originated from that experience. Now, going forward, you know, the businesses all started with providing a fairly narrow set of acute care services on a convenient basis and gradually now are expanding services into uh, other kinds of things, as you indicated, sprains and strains and injections and, and a variety of other kinds of medical services. Now, what's the driver behind this? Have you done Marcus research surveys? Is it the economy that's causing the clinics to want to broaden their horizons? Or what would be driving this? Well, the driver behind it is that, you know, we now have enough experience in the business to begin to acquire an understanding of the nature and types of services that the public needs at times of the day, days of the week, and in geographic locations that typically aren't available to them. And so, you know, one of the big drivers of this is the creation of convenience for the consumer so that they're able to get the services that they need. And as you know, in today's world, you know, on an increasing basis, people are used to purchasing products and services on a much different basis than they have in the past. And we want to buy everything, you know, when we want it on a convenient basis. Mr. Phillips, if you could just tell us a little bit about these specialized services that you're getting into and some of the new things that you're going to be rolling out in certain markets. You know, we've been in the process of expanding our scope of services. We're providing injection training services, for example, for patients who are prescribed biologic medications and that are self-injectable. But in many cases, uh, those folks need and desire training in terms of how to properly administer the medication on their own behalf. 
In addition to that, we're piloting an asthma program in northern Ohio right now and have been at that for about six weeks now. And based upon the results of that pilot, it looks like we'll be rolling those services out on a broader basis as well. Now, the physicians, some do worry about their own practices when the retail clinics come on the scenes and they add specialized services. Could you tell us a little bit about the training? I think these are largely staffed by nurse practitioners. And are they trained in these areas? Are they doing what they're supposed to be doing? And is it necessarily taking any business away from physicians? The nurse practitioners in our clinics are all master's prepared nurse practitioners, licensed and regulated in and by the states in which they practice. And it's the various state regulations that determine the scope of practice of these nurse practitioners. And and in every case, all of the nurses providing the services that we provide in our clinics are practicing within the legal scope provided within the jurisdiction in which they're practicing. In terms of, you know, are we taking business, you know, out of physician offices? Generally, the answer to that question is no. You know, we've had some experience in looking at data from payers to determine if, by way of our presence in a marketplace, they're seeing, you know, reduced primary care visits associated with various diagnoses. And those have indicated that there does not seem to be a reduction in the number of those visits. In many cases, we're dealing with folks who don't have primary care physicians and they seek care in this kind of a setting because they have an acute need that they would like to have addressed, but in many cases, you know, either haven't taken the time or don't believe they need to form longstanding relationships with the medical community. If you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I'm your host, and joining me today is Chip Phillips. Chip is the president of Minute Clinic, which is one of the nation's largest operators of retail health clinics, and certainly one of the first companies to get into this business, and it's a subsidiary of CVS Caremark. And we're talking about how these clinics are getting into more specialized services, chronic conditions, injections. Some are looking at doing health screenings, physicals, and so forth. And sometimes that makes doctors a little nervous. But Chip, if you could, in certain markets across the country, maybe you could address this, there are opportunities for physicians. I mean, some physicians partner with these entities, don't they? Oh, absolutely. And in many instances, we have a number of markets where if you call a physician practice after hours, we have arrangements where they refer patients after hours that might have symptoms that are indicative of some of the ailments that we treat to us for after hours kinds of care. And we're beginning to address in a number of markets with various physician organizations how we might support them in the context of the development of the medical home model where by way of our geographic reach and convenience, we can do a standard of care visits and support the medical home in the context of their care of their patients. And so can the physician end up getting perhaps some new clients, new patients, perhaps some business opportunities with this model? I mean, is there a referral mechanism to a physician or do the clinics generally refer to the hospital? No, we have a formalized process in our clinics associated with patients who come in 
and seek services where the services that they need fall outside of our scope today. And we are frequently referring patients to other providers. Sometimes it's a primary care physician. Sometimes it's an urgent care center. And in fact, occasionally it's directly to the ER based upon the acuity of the situation that we're dealing with. And many markets have established uh, very good relationships with the medical community that we refer patients to for care. Every patient that comes in, and I would tell you that, you know, about a third of the folks who come in to minute clinics indicate that they do not have a primary care physician or an established physician relationship. And in every case, we are providing them with information associated with the value of having a primary care physician, having a medical home, and encouraging them to establish such a relationship associated with the management of their health going forward. Well, and you bring up an interesting point on the whole, like one-third of these folks not having a medical home, as it were. The retail clinic is not something necessarily that should be their medical home. And if you could elaborate a little bit on that, because that is President Obama addressed the American Medical Association recently, and he does this out on the stump all the time about the importance of this in any health care reform proposal. Absolutely. We are not, and it is certainly not within our charter, to become the medical home for patients. We provide very basic and limited set of services for a specific reason. We do believe that you know, issues associated with the continuity of care and uh, having information available related to one's health status is critically important. The question really is, what does that continuity of care look like? And as a practical matter, You know, it's terribly uh, unrealistic to think that people today, even in the context of a medical home, will see, you know, the same medical professional every time they have a medical need in the same setting. And so, you know, the question of continuity of care boils down to many of the things that President Obama and the administration are talking about in the context of connectivity of systems and use of technology interoperability of systems and the ability to exchange clinical information about a patient so that it's available at the point of service when a patient seeks care regardless of the setting in which the patient seeks that care. And we certainly buy into and are supportive of all of those initiatives. The other thing that President Obama talked about, he addressed the American Medical Association, I happen to have been there, and he addressed the idea of training And there needs to be more funds for training not only physicians, primary care physicians, but also the nurse practitioners. Um, How is the market set up for physicians, assistants, nurse practitioners, and folks like that that might staff your clinics? I mean, are, are there shortages even in those areas? There are shortages in those areas, and like many other uh, sectors in the medical profession, you know, it varies rather considerably by geography. And certainly the demand for a variety of clinical capabilities and service providers, whether it's nurses or radiology technicians or nurse practitioners, the demand for those folks is great given you know, the aging of the population, the movement of, you know, the baby boomers through the aging curve at this point in time. So, you know, there's a tremendous number of opportunities. You know, the shortages, like I said, vary by market, but in some cases are quite acute. And the consumer generally likes these services. Yeah, the level of patient satisfaction associated with those folks who have trialed 
the utilization of retail clinics related to one of the services that we provide has been quite high. It's convenient. It's relatively inexpensive. They walk away with a significant amount of information associated with their condition, even some of the basic conditions that we treat. And so there's a very, very high level of satisfaction and connection with these services. All right. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Chip Phillips, who has been our guest. He's the president of Miniclinic, which is one of the nation's largest operators of retail health clinics. And we've been talking about Miniclinic's expansion into specialized services. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.